From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports, Tom and Ward and Ryan. We're glad you're with us as we kick off a, a brand new day. Ward White, good morning. How are you? Outstanding. Ryan? Doing well. Happy Tuesday. Victor- yep. Victory Tuesday. It is. It is. Uh, I was beginning to wonder uh, if, if you know, I was thinking the first one to 10 was going to win the game last night, but uh, Cowboys offense got rolling in the second half. All they needed was a little punch in the gut by the Giants when the Giants took the lead, and then the NFC quarterback of the year, Cooper Rush, took over. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so let let me start there for a second. I know Ward's not going to apologize to him. I am. We dogged him all summer. Uh, even some people on the show have called him the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. He's winning games. 3-0. I, 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 forget last year. This this is a different team. This year's group, he, he's he's won a road game and he's won a home game. He's he's done everything the Cowboys have needed him to do, and he's taking care of the football. And that throw last night, I know Ceedee Lamb made an unbelievable catch, and he did. But wasn't that didn't he have to? Wasn't that a perfect throw? Only Ceedee Lamb catches that football. I've watched that throw about ten times now, and it is a perfectly thrown football. So the one spot on the football field that your receiver can catch it and nobody else can, and CeeDee Lamb makes the one-handed grab, which was, a, it really was a great catch. So, Ward, what, has your thoughts on Cooper Rush changed at all? I, I thought he played well. He did. And Is he and, the yeah. worst quarterback, in, still the worst quarterback? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's the best. No, he's not the best. But he did what he had to do. Um, and, and look, we didn't see any of this in the preseason. No. So we yeah. didn't. No. So, you know, for him, and, and part of it is, I think, Kellen Moore is calling a better game for him. Um, and that makes a huge difference. And giving him the, I mean, look, he didn't get, he didn't get touched last night. No. So you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line. And if you can stand back there and, and not be running for your life and doing some things and trying to, to, to press too hard. Got the ball out of his hand. I mean, yeah. they did they did the thing. And that's what yeah. we talked about two weeks ago is do things that that guy can do. Yeah, absolutely. And so put him in a position where he can be successful and he's – you know, stood up to the challenge and and been able to get that done. So, but he you know, didn't you, turn you the to, ball over. I mean, he, you have to tip your hat to him. He's he's played. You know, his numbers aren't staggering, but he's played good. Well, it was twenty one of thirty one for two fifteen, 
couple of touchdowns and no picks. One touchdown. I thought it was two. No, uh, the, they had two. Oh, that's right. You got it down to the one, and then they ran it in. Yeah. Yes. But you know, and, and honestly, I kind of thought that was a touchdown too. When you started looking at the slow mo, that ball looked like it was hit the hit the white before. But anyway, uh no, I mean, look, they're they're two and zero. Where a lot of us thought, hey, this thing could, you I know, think could go off the game. rails. I didn't think they'd win a game with him. And I think it gives the Cowboys the opportunity to let Dak heal completely. And, you know, and I mean, there's no, there's no panic to rush him back and get him back out on the field other than he wants to play. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, it's, it, we'll, we'll, we'll hear from... Uh, Mike McCarthy uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes in our next segment as the Cowboys do win. Uh, we'll also hear from Shehan Jayaraja today, talk some college football. Again, I mean, you go back and think about what happened in college football over the weekend. There was, uh, I know that uh, uh, the, uh, the morning show from ESPN was, uh, was talking about just the craziness with Paul Feinbaum. And uh, they were doing that, and we're going to do that with Shehan Jayaraja. We'll go over the high school football poll, uh, so we'll do that. Uh, Dave Aranda met with the media, giving us a look ahead to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And uh, we'll, we'll hear from uh, from Coach Aranda after he met with the media yesterday. Also, uh, Scott Wright from the uh, Oklahoma newspaper will be here to talk Cowboys, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Cowboys come to town for a 2.30 kick, so we'll do that today. And whatever else you may want to get into, don't forget our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Did you do anything exciting last night for the game? I mean, did you did you pop some popcorn and you and Coco hang out? And I mean, what was, what was the plan for last night? Uh, I worked on my boards and made some sausage balls, and Coco and I ate sausage balls and watched the game. You made sausage balls? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. How how did you hang out and watch the game? Uh, I just watched it with my little brother uh, and got some Pizza Hut. There you go. So. Well, that's about as American as it gets, a little yeah. pizza and, and, and football. Mm-hmm. Uh I took home a couple of those pizzas from Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow, they're good. Ooh, I didn't even know they made pizza. It's new. It's good. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's good. Uh, so we did that and uh, and hung out and watched and watched the game. As I, I, I bet, <laughs> you know, when uh, when they were kneeling the ball. My eyelids were closing. I, <laughs> I probably once it was secured with the with the pick, it was in the first knee hit that ground. I was it was good night. Here we go. So anyway, all right, uh, off and running. Uh, anything else going on? We need to touch base on. Is there anything that's happening? Oh, you got the coaches show tonight, right? Yeah, I've got the Larry Harmon show coming up tonight over on Fox Sports Central Texas. I bet he's a happy camper. Hmm. Probably, but you wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> He's focused. He yeah. is laser focused. Well, and that's a good thing. Oh, I like it. Because we're all going, we've all, uh, uh, you know, awarded UMHB the conference championship. We've, we've done it. It's over with. Boy, he's got to make sure his team's not thinking that way. Boy, does he ever. That's that's the last thing you want to have happen is let 
you know, Austin College come in this week and shock the world. Well, big highs come big lows. And I mean, mm-hmm. so he, he's, I guarantee you, he's going to find plenty on that film. Well, we didn't do this well. Well, we got to get better here. You know, the, he's, I guarantee if he has to nitpick the film, he's going to go find some things. Oh, absolutely. To get their attention this week. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you have to, that's what coaches do. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, you got to get better every day. Right. If you don't get better every day, you're not going to be a championship team. You are striving for perfection and you never get there. You never get there. You get, you know, some some great teams get close, but you never get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin says on our CNC Collision Center text line, part of it also is that every media guy talked down upon him. That does a lot to one's will. So, He's is he is Cooper Rush saying I'll show you? I don't know. I think Cooper Rush is just playing football. I think Cooper Rush is probably saying, you know what? I've had this all along, you know, and and maybe there is. And I thought it was I thought it was coach speak when everybody talked about. Well, he's been in the system so long. He knows he knows the system as well as anybody. Well, there's something to that. There is certainly something to that. I mean. You know, he. We talk but about it all the time. It, doing it are two different things, right? But assignment and you're comfortable within it because he knows assignment, alignment, and you know he was putting guys in the right spots last night. And heck, you know, I like one guy said on the broadcast. I, I think Troy talked about it, he's he's an NFL quarterback, he, and he played like one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they coached the Cowboys coached to their personnel, and. That's always been Ward for you. That's always been a big complaint is that they don't coach to their personnel. Mm-hmm. Well, heck, I thought they did last night, and I thought they did a couple of weeks ago. Well, I, I you know for some reason, whatever it is, and maybe it's because Cooper Rush is in there. I don't know. You know, Kellen Moore's kept his seatbelt on, and, and it's either because Kellen Moore's in there or because Mike McCarthy went down the hall and said, "Enough's enough," and I don't know which one it is. I'm trying to think. Did they do anything razzle dazzle? No, I, I don't think they did last. They ran night. a couple of jet sweeps, but that's I mean that's, that's part that's, of the offense. Yeah, I, I'm so. just thinking they, they. I don't think they did anything wacky. I mean, no. last week they tried one, and you know, but other than that, it's it's been play football. I think what's really helped Cooper Rush as well is how effective the run game was last night as well. Well, that you know that's that's yeah. the biggest part of what. Oh yeah enabling him to be able to get the ball down the field is the running game has all of a sudden shown up and he hasn't shied away from the running game. You know, he stayed with it and being able to stay with the running game has let him be able to call some plays down the field a little bit. And that has not been there. Jason Peters. I think he played in one series that I remember. His very first snap was the 46-yard Tony Pollard run, which he was the lead blocker for on that design, and he set that up. And that was the Cowboys' longest play of the night, but I believe he was only in for that one drive. He he played guard. Yes. And that's where they're going to play him. I was listening to the Cowboy pregame show right here on this very radio station, ESPN Central Texas, and they were talking about him sliding over and, and playing the guard position because Smith has played so well at the left tackle spot. And... Now Smith Smith had a a had a problem with the holding penalty in college and boy that raised its ugly head again last night. I mean uh but 
and it, and I guess they catch him at the most inopportune time. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like okay, you know, if it's a two yard run and he's holding, okay, he's holding. But no, it's it's when they have a have a positive play. Anyway, uh, we're off and running. It is eleven minutes after seven. Seven eleven. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan. Hey, how about the weather this morning, fellas? I noticed Ward's got a long sleeve shirt on. Mm-hmm. It was fifty eight whenever I left my house. How about that? I, I thought that was coming later in the week, but uh, man, that was that was nice this morning. I mean, really nice, and it's fifty eight right now. Uh, expecting a high today of 92, but heck, 92 is not 102. No, it is not. So, have we seen the last of the 100 degrees? Oh, way to jinx it, Tom. <laughs> it's, like, it's like with a baseball game. Boy, this one's moving quickly. <laughs> you want to talk about throwing on the brakes. So, anyway, uh, looking for a high. We are looking for a high today of 92. Lots of sunshine. The only thing that would help this 58, 58 with a little rain, you know, how about just a little rain in the middle of the week? Yeah. Not at the not on not not on game day, you know, not on Fridays or Saturdays, but maybe in the middle of the week, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, maybe that'd be fine. But we, you know, now we're ordering the rain. <laughs> I like to have an order of rain on Sunday uh, <laughs> after five, maybe. <laughs> I'll take it anytime. <laughs> right yeah. now, we yeah, we need it. All right, seven thirteen game time on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Wednesday at my local grocery store is $5 sushi day. Aaron, are you a sushi guy? Negative. There's an awesome invention called fire, and it does a really great job of cooking things and making them taste uh, great and killing yeah. bacteria and parasites and things that raw yeah. food may contain. No, it's kind of fun to say those things when a guy's just told you he can soup <laughs> some sushi. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Texas. Rising from the hollow grounds of Scream's Halloween theme park is the ultimate Halloween experience. Make your way through five haunted houses. Plus, see what's new for 2022. It's the Bootleggers Bayou, the Cool Ghoul Boulevard, stage shows, and a new pub. Plus, don't miss Scaryoke, the Scream's DJ, games of skill, food, and more. Details and data tickets only at ScreamsPark.com. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today. 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. 
Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show. Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Hey, sports fans. Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, hand-tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer our best friends visit old chicago waco in the central texas marketplace you wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Seven seventeen. this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're talking Cowboy football after the Cowboys win it over the New York Giants 23-16. Couple of touchdowns in the second half i was beginning to wonder ward you know uh aikman kept talking about it being a baseball score it was six to three and then six to six and it was like really first one to ten wins is is that how this is going to roll but uh how about the cowboy defense we talked a lot uh, last segment about the cowboy offense but the cowboy defense punished the quarterback jones i mean they got to him ward a million times last night it seemed like but when he when he was able to escape that dude had running lanes, and he he's fast. Oh, he can run. He can run the football well. It was, it was. I, I was like, change up your rush or something, but rush from the middle <laughs> and quit rushing off the edge because when they missed, boy, that just it, it it's like the Red Sea partying, and he was off and running. And I kept thinking, well, maybe they're going to start calling some design quarterback draws for this guy. Is he could flat move. Well, some of those blocking schemes kind of were an option for him the way that they were fanning it out toward the edges. And so that gave him a good lane to throw down the middle and also gave him an option to take off and run. They were designed that way. Well, he he was really good at it. But that's a dude, you wonder if he's going to be able to hold up as many times as he gets hit. I mean, he just he's, even when he's not he's, being sacked, he's, he's being hit. He's been, he's been able to run the ball like that his – you know, that's one of the, his fortes as a Giants quarterback, and he was that way in college, too. Yeah, but that's just a lot of punishment from 300-pound yeah, dudes. He also got hammered in the backfield quite a bit. Yes, he did. 
I mean, and that's what I'm talking about. He got sacked, I think, five or six times, but he also got hit as he was throwing mm-hmm. the football. And then, you know, obviously, he's getting hit when he's running the football. That's a dude that uh, <laughs> he got hit a lot, and he gets hit a lot. But, you know, he just pops right back up and keeps going. But you just wonder how long he can continue to do that and, and be effective. But one of the, and Troy talked about it last night on the telecast is, you know, his ability to to continue to look down the field and find find his targets even under duress like that. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, a pretty good quarterback. I, you know, is is he going to be, you know, their franchise moving forward? I don't know. Depends on how many games he can come up and win. And I think that's what they're trying to figure out right now. Uh, were you guys surprised by the Cowboys' decision? To go for it on fourth, and I think it was fourth and four. I, mm-hmm. I just thought at fourth and four, you know, fourth and two, okay, maybe, but at fourth and four, I, I didn't, I, I thought they'd punt the football, go play defense because the defense had played so well, but they kept the offense out there. Well, it shows the sense of urgency that they feel like that they need to, you know, they're going to have to keep up with the Eagles, and that this game was very important to get, you know, get squared with them, uh, so. You know, you you better take a a little bit of a chance, and you felt good about how your offensive line was blocking, and so give it a chance. And you know, when you make that decision, you turn around on the sidelines and go, "Defense, get ready. We got confidence in you. We're going to need to stop here." Do analytics play any part in in that decision? I don't. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. <laughs> here's my here's Mike McCarthy talking about the fourth down call. Yeah, big, uh, big play in the game, and, and, re- and really we were in four-down territory, you know, on second down. So, you know, really f- well, fourth and three or less, I was thinking about it. But, you know, I, I like the call, and uh, they, they obviously called a timeout. We actually changed the call. Uh, so, you know, I just like the way we were playing, and confidence and pass protection. Um, you know, we basically went with a, with a basic call to Cooper's run 100 times. So uh, it was well executed and just had faith in the guys. All right, he talked about. He'd already made up his mind that, you know, at fourth and two they were going for. He never said a word about analytics, though. He never said the book says to do this. So good for him. Well, yeah, good for him. But people play by that analytics ah, stuff. Well, you know, you know, w- whatever. When to when to do that. I mean, there's that information is there. I guarantee you that information's there, but I don't need it. No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I'm, oh, I know, I'm, I know I'm not a not. big fan I know of that. I, I, I just I. The analytics I'm cannot not, tell you the tempo a, or the flow of the football game. There you go, 100% good. Can't do it. They can give you statistical information by, based off of down and distance and time and all that, but they can't tell you, hey, my guy is starting to push this guy or their guy is starting to push. They can't, it, analytics can't tell you any of that. Nope. Your eyeballs tell you that, mm-hmm. and that's why it's called coaching. And, and those guys have to make the decision. And I like that he said he, he felt good about his football team and where they were. But I still think fourth and four is a long, long fourth down call. Uh, And it is. And they barely made it, but they made it. I mean, and he threw a bullet. (laughs) So uh, good for for them. Uh, He was asked about C.D. Lamb. You know, C.D. Lamb had had a drop, a big-time drop, but he also had a big-time catch. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, CD's going to get the, you know, CD's our number one receiver, so that that'll never change. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I did so many good things in the game, and, you know, I, I think, you know, part of this is September football. Um, you, you'd see some mistakes, particularly our young guys and penalties, you know, you know, hit, you know whether it's a drop. Uh, we, we, we need to improve. We've got a lot to correct, uh, but uh, just love the division win, the complimentary football that we played today. You know, I, it's, uh, it's always refreshing, you know, long week. And, um, you know, you come up here and, you know, you're in a hotel all day. And uh, But I, I just think our guys did a really good job executing the game plan, staying after it. And uh, But, yes, I mean, excellent win uh, on the road. But, you know, we, we, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> There's that coach speak. we got a lot of work to do. It, in any win on the road, heck, any win is a, is a great win. Any win on the road is really a great win. Now they come back and uh, – they play the JV. That'll be uh, on Sunday at noon against Washington. See, the coaching war didn't even pop up. I, no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I just, they're not I just, a good football team. Boy, they're not. So I would think that's a harder coaching job than, than coaching against, you know, if they're playing Philadelphia or, or the Tampa Bay or somebody. Somebody you, you think, you know, hey, this is a good football team. We got to get ready. How do you get your guys ready coming off a a, a long previous week with a short week to get ready and look they can turn on the projector they know that that washington group's not very good scored eight points last week Mm -hmm. Uh, you just you do what mike mccarthy just did you you know tell them you got a lot of work to do you put the film on and show them what work you have to do and you hit it hard starting tomorrow and you know you only have you only have a couple of days on the grass to get it done and get your prep done. And, and once you, you know, get the hay in the barn, then you have to try to stay focused. And, you know, this is certainly a game that you don't want to sit around and play with. You want to get out and, and get off to a good start and put them away early. And then you can start smiling a little bit. Yeah. CNC collision. You don't take them serious. They're an NFL team. Well, they will beat your butt. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I, and I don't know if this is true or not true, but I heard one quote NFL expert say the difference between a a excellent NFL team and a poor NFL team may be two players that they're all world class athletes. You know, uh, even the kickers. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but you know, they're, they're great football. They're great athletes. I mean, you know. Maybe the fastest guy on the football field last night was Micah Parsons, and he's a linebacker. I mean, these are great football players. And, you know, you've talked about it during the summer when we talk about how to throw the football. There's no separation between wide receiver and defensive backs anymore, not like in high school and college where, you know, a guy's running scot-free. Only time you see that's on a busted coverage. These guys can cover. These guys can run routes. I mean, it's there's you've got to be – pinpoint with your passing and, and that just goes to show you what kind of athletes the, the dbs are and linebackers can run i mean everybody is a great player and it, you know what maybe it is only a couple of guys that make the difference between you know winning and losing and jb says i agree with everything ward said you didn't see this in the preseason but i guess that comes with not seeing him play with the ones and he has continued he has continually continuously with some of the uh, receivers because none of them are really starters who sat out in the preseason. That's a, I mean, look, his target is Noah Brown. And that, that's a great point. Uh, his target, I mean, he went to Noah a lot. Uh, and, and the other part is. It's a comfort zone. Well, yeah. I mean, that's who he throws with, you know. 
Now, as 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 last night went along, I mean, he you know he started connecting with CD, and and I just wonder how much did the game plan have to change without the big time security blanket in in Dalton Schultz. I mean, your tight end is your guy, uh, and it has been with with the Cowboys and Schultz. He's he's you know not been available. And were you surprised that Gallup was was a late scratch? No, I. I... I was surprised that he was. They were even talking about him playing. I don't. That's just. I. I feel like that. That's awful quick. But they said he went out, went through warm up, and it just he wasn't a hundred. And so if you're not a hundred, you, you, you know he's a late scratch. And I'm fine with that. And I'm like, well, it, you know, at it, six forty five last night, huh? Let's think. No Gallup on one side that you thought you were going to have. No tight end in Dalton Schultz. So I thought the tight ends that they used last night played well. They did. They did. Uh, but, you know, again, at 645, you're sitting there scratching your head going, wow, there's a couple of weapons that you're not going to have, and you're on the road, divisional game, the team you're playing is undefeated, although it was Jacksonville and Carolina. Uh, but, it, it, you know, there was more X's than there were checks in the box in my opinion, going into the game. But, you know, heck, they played well. And maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid this morning, but uh, I, I just thought overall they played a very good football game on the road. I'd like to see them cut down on the penalties. Good gracious, there we go with that flag thing again. But I just thought overall they were they were very sound. Would, what would If you were grading them A or B, what would you see? What would you give them? I'd give them a B. B plus. Yeah, I'd see. I was I – was, I, I, I factor in that road thing, so I'm going to go, and again, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm going to go A-. minus. But you got to think now, Ward, that they're going to be, if they just take care of their business, they're going to be at least 3-1 and one when we talk at this time next week uh, after playing Washington at home. You would think that they could take care of their business there. They should be favored, but, yeah. I mean, again, I know. they got to show You're up. right. They're an NFL team. All right, so there you go. That's uh, that's some conversation on the Cowboys. We're going to switch gears. The biggest gears. thing, huh? not being – not not the overall record, but they'll be two and zero oh in in conference play within the division. Yeah, absolutely. And again, when's the you, you got to go back to twenty twenty is the last time they lost a game within the division. I mean, they that that's what got them to the twelve and in in five mark last year. They smoked everybody in the division. They went uh, they went a perfect uh, six and zero oh or whatever it was in the division, and then six and five outside the division. They were six and zero within the division and six and five outside the division. So they were very average when playing AFC teams and other NFC teams that are not in the East. But in the East, they absolutely dominated the East and ran away with it and and uh, went undefeated in that. And you're right. Uh, if they win Sunday against Washington, they're two and zero within the division, and that's huge. That's huge. All right, seven twenty nine. We're going to talk to Shayhan J. Raja. We'll talk college football next. Recently on Game Time. And we welcome into the program from WFAA TV in Dallas, Joe Trahan. Joe, good morning. I'm going to take a page out of Jerry Jones' book. <laughs> give Cowboys fans a little hope right here. I'm give them a little hope, okay? They might have to go more basic, rely on the run game, get Zeke and Tony Pollard running the football. Don't try and get cute. Let's go back to the basics. And I'm curious to see what will happen. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized dental care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor, our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Applebee's Restaurant. Redwoods Incorporated wants you to know no project is too big or too small for us to give you our personal attention. So please call us at 772-5243 or just stop by Redwoods Incorporated anytime and let us show you how helpful we can be. You'll be glad you did. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Weinsch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2-1, and one, beating the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football 23-16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl. Instead, it'll be a competition week, including a flag football game this year. New England quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett was involved in a one-car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas, Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 734. This is game time. Your first word in sports. Let's welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayaraja. Good morning, Shehan. How are you? And thanks for being on the program. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right, let's. Let's go here, Shayhan. 
it was a crazy weekend in college football uh, for se- several reasons, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Is this where we are in college football because of the transfer portal? Why is there so much equity in college football right now? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of reasons. I think, like you said, uh, the transfer portal, I think for a lot of reasons, obviously to, it adds talent to uh, to sort of more woke beyond programs. But then I think that it also, you know, whenever whenever you have these behemoths who obviously recruit at such a high level, you know, and they're losing players so consistently, I do think that that does sort of take away some of the depth and some of the floor that there's been uh, in the past. So, you know, I, I think that there's just a lot of teams that really are uh, kind of putting together good plans and have great coaching staffs. And, you know, I, I think one other factor to take into account too, is that when you look at some of these programs that maybe have struggled in the past, you know, like a Kansas, for example, you know, I think that there's just so much less pressure on some of these middle-class teams. Whereas at, with some of these upper-class teams, you're seeing coaches get fired. You're seeing new coaches come in. There's so much, uh, you know, so tumultuous at some of these top universities. And, and so I think that it kind of makes a perfect storm where, you know, maybe outside of that top three, everybody else can kind of beat anybody else in a given week. And I think that's great for the sport. How big a loss is Smith for that A&M offense? Oh, it's huge. Uh, he was responsible for more than a quarter of Texas A&M's total offense this season, uh, both as a running back and as a receiver. He was the only upperclassman on the whole team with more than three catches. I, I mean, Texas A&M has really, really struggled to produce wide receivers during Jimbo Fisher's time at Texas A&M. In fact, if Nia Smith is drafted, then he would be the first receiver drafted of the Jimbo Fisher era, which is obviously in year five at this point. So they have not put together good receiver play over the years. They have not developed receivers at any sort of meaningful level. Uh, and now with Anaya Smith out, they basically have to rely on nothing but freshmen. You know, you look at the, the roster right now, 28 out of their 33 catches by people who are not Anaya Smith or Devon Chain are by players who did not have a catch last season. So it's really a, it's really a struggle right now for them. And I don't think that it's any coincidence that their offense has really kind of fallen to historic lows under Jimbo Fisher, especially in the passing game with so much inexperience at wide receiver. So take out their top guy. I think they really could be in some trouble. Was last Saturday more about middle Tennessee state or was that a message to the country about Miami? A little bit of both. So I think that I think that a lot of it is about what Middle Tennessee schemed up, right? I mean, they really went for it. They really tried to go over the top. They took a lot of shots. But I think that the one thing that's really about Miami is their quarterback play right now is a huge struggle. Obviously, Tyler Van Dyke threw two interceptions and eventually got replaced by Jake Garcia, who made it a little bit more of a game down the stretch, but. You know, I, this is a, a think I, I think a structural issue. They have not uh, produced good quarterback play. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke through the latter half of last season was playing at a really high level under Rhett Lashley, at offensive coordinator. Uh, I think that Josh Gaddis has just made things a little more difficult. And you know, you kind of think back to some of those teams in 2017, 2018, 2019 that had Justin Herbert over at Oregon. They never got the most out of Justin Hor- Herbert whenever he was the quarterback at Oregon. And so, you know, you start wondering, uh, you know, is this going to be a long-term trend? You know, having struggling quarterback play under Mario Chris 
first ball. But, you know, I think that it's certainly about both these teams. Because, look, you know, Middle Tennessee, I think, did a great job, and they hit on some big plays and all that sort of stuff. But a team like Miami should never lose to middle Tennessee. It just should never happen. So, uh, so I think that it's impossible to say that, uh, that it doesn't say anything about Miami. UTEP beats Boise state. They lose their offensive coordinator and their quarterback to the transfer portal. Is that part of the problem in the transfer portal? And what does that do to this offense in, you know, heading into conference play? Well, I think it's interesting, right? I mean, I, I think that for Hank Buckmeyer, the, the great quarterback over there, you know, he's had such a, a snake-bitten career in so many ways, right? I mean, he came in, I, I remember back that freshman year, I believe it was 2019, he he looked like a great young player uh, in that offense, and they had a running back, George Helani, who rushed for 1,000 yards as a freshman. And you just felt like Hank Bachmeyer and George Helani were going to be sort of that next great quarterback-running back duo in the Mountain West. And it just never really came to fruition. Some of it was uh, was the coaching change, Brian Harson leaving for Auburn and, and Andy Avalos coming in. Some of it was injuries. You know, they really struggled to protect Tank Bachmeyer over the years. And, uh, and I think ultimately, you know what, like, there's just a lot of factors as to why I think it was time for Hank Bachmeyer to look elsewhere. And he has, uh, with uh, with him playing four games this year, he's eligible to redshirt and enter the transfer portal. So I don't necessarily see this as part of like the, the sort of giant term trend of college football, of transfer portal and all that. I mean, this is a program I think that's kind of reeling in a lot of different ways. So they're going to have to figure some things out. Uh, you know, and I think that the other thing, too, is that even if you ask people around uh, Boise, State, Boise State fans, people around the program, you know, I, I think that it's just time to try something new, right? Like, it, it feels a little bit like just, you know, I mean, there, there are programs that have these guys who start for them for so long. And at some point, you just kind of need a new voice in the room. You just need somebody new under center. So I, I think that it's probably for the best for everybody that this happened, especially after firing off the coordinator, Tim Plow. Now, the thing that's going to be really interesting is that they just added Dirk Cutter as their offensive coordinator, the former NFL head coach and former Boise State head coach as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table and whether he's able to kind of find some consistency with now uh, starting quarterback Taylor Green, who's from Louisville. But, uh, you know, I think that right now Boise State's a little bit in panic mode across the board, and we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Do you remember back in July at the Big 12 Media Days, you and I were talking, and we both said, hey, you know what, Kansas is probably going to start off 4-0. You remember that conversation? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember it specifically, but I know that I've said it a lot of times over the last little bit. (laughs) No, I mean, I I think that it's, it's, it's unbelievable, right? I thought that they had a chance to come out and and be pretty special right off the get-go, right? I thought that West Virginia was a winnable game for them. And I thought that, uh, you know, Houston was definitely a game that I thought was going to be, uh, that was going to go, you know, Houston's direction. They've obviously been a disappointment this year, but the dominance that Kansas has showed to this point, uh, the consistency that they've showed to this point. And by the way, I mean, look, it's four games. I I don't want to, you know, overstate it, but, has there been a better quarterback in the country through four games than Jalen Daniels at Brett Kansas? He's run this offense to absolute perfection. Right now, if you look at ESPN's QBR metric, he's 
number one in the country. And I think that that's very representative of what he's accomplished so far uh, during his four games at Kansas. So, you know, the thing is, right, like, obviously, I think I think Duke's going to end up being a pretty good team. I think they're going to go to a bowl. Houston, I think, is better than what they've showed so far. Uh, and West Virginia is not a bad team at all. So they've played three solid teams and two of them on the road. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting now getting into conference play, playing some borderline ranked teams, obviously playing uh, some of the class of the conference to see how it keeps up. But I'll tell you what, I, I, I can't for the life of me remember where I made the prediction, but I made a prediction over the offseason that Kansas would have a chance to win four games. So, you know, it happened a little quicker than I thought that it was going to. <laughs> but, but I feel really good about uh, what Kansas is building. And I, I need people to remember last year when they came in and, and were pretty competitive down the stretch and played, you know, they beat Texas, but they also played TCU and West Virginia within a touchdown. Uh, the other part of it, too, was that, you know, they didn't have spring camp last year. They didn't have a chance to install their offense. I thought that they had a chance to jump up in a big way uh, with a full offseason. And, uh, you know, clearly it's happened. Is Jackson State going to be able to hold on to Coach Prime with his name popping up for every job that opens up all of a sudden? I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, one of the things that I'll say is I, I think that while I think Deion Sanders is is definitely open to, to getting out, I think it's going to take a specific fit for it to happen. You know, I, I know that uh, obviously his connections to the city of Atlanta stand up. I, I don't think that Georgia Tech is necessarily going to be a good institutional fit for what uh, Deion Sanders wants to do there and what he thinks he can accomplish at the FBS Power 5 level. So I, I don't think it's necessarily just going to be every single job coming through, but there will be a job. You know, whether it's this year or next year, I think that probably does make some sense for him. So, you know, I, I don't think he's going to rush to it. I think he wants to make sure that he can accomplish everything that he can accomplish at Jackson State before he moves on. And, you know, they lost the Celebration Bowl last year they you know so I, I think that they want to accomplish a little more than what they've done so far so uh you know the other part of it too is of course his his started quarterback right now is his son Shadur Sanders so I, I think that we also might see him stick around for at least the vast majority of Shadur's career before we see him potentially moving on but there's going to be a job that's a good fit for him you know again I, I think that's certainly something in the southeast something that's really recruiting intensive you know, I'd love to see him personally at a program like Georgia State. You know, you get to be right there in downtown Atlanta and, and I think bring some excitement to a program in downtown Atlanta that doesn't have a lot right now. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to be curious what he's interested in and I'm going to be curious what programs are also interested in what he brings to the table. Busy with Shayhan J. Raja from CBSSports.com. Shayhan with that wacky Arkansas A&M game and, you know, the, the fumble and, and, and the, the ball hitting the top of the upright and all that stuff. I mean, just craziness. And Arkansas losing. Has that taken some of the shine off of the Arkansas-Alabama game this week in, in Fayetteville? I, I think so, just because I thought that that had a chance to be like a really special top 10 type game. And, you know, Arkansas, I don't think that you question their quality necessarily after that loss, because, you know, it was just kind of a, I mean, frankly, it was just kind of a game that happened. And, you know, and, and again, like you said, not only did it take one of the wildest missed field goals we'll ever see at the end, I, it took a handoff uh, on, a, <laughs> on a fumble recovery for a touchdown, right? Like Texas A&M has, for 
going, you know, for losing that game to, to App State. They've also lived kind of a blessed life the past couple of weeks, uh, scoring a touchdown, uh, you know, obviously on a defensive play last week, scoring a, a return touchdown in week two. I, I mean, they've kind of gotten some breaks and, and still struggled. So, you know, I, I don't think that I want to write off Arkansas completely. I still think that they're probably the second best team in the SEC West, but I do think it makes it a little bit more interesting or a little bit less interesting, I guess, uh, going into that game. And the other part of it too, is that I don't know after watching what they did against Texas A&M that they necessarily have the juice to compete with Alabama. I, I think that's just kind of a matchup thing, right? Like, uh, you know, we, I really wanted to see them kind of go over the top with a little bit more consistency against Texas A&M for four quarters. We got to see it in the first quarter a little bit. Uh, we didn't get to see sort of that consistent offense continue after that. And so it's going to be, I think a little bit of a tough battle. And, and unfortunately, if, if, Arkansas has been able to pull off that game. I think that might be the game of the week. Is the best thing for Oklahoma going to the SEC? They don't have to play Kansas State anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and for Texas, they don't have to play Texas Tech, right? (laughs) No, it's it's funny, right? I mean, I, I saw after the game, obviously I'm, I'm deep in the, you know, big 12 world and, and big 12 fans and all that. And, you know, there's some people who, who very quickly go to, man, at least like these losses will come to like good teams. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if, if, if Kansas State has your number every single year, I, I feel like that maybe says something about where you need to be and where you're at. But, you know, it was interesting. Oklahoma through their first three games was absolutely dominant. But after that game against Kansas State, it sure looked like it was just playing three teams that might be pretty bad right now. So, you know, heading into uh, into the 2022 season, I definitely thought that Oklahoma would be sort of a regression candidate as they just tried to figure things out. You know, one thing that I think that we did see that I personally expected was, you know, this, this Jeff Levy offense, it, you know, worked really well in the SEC and, and obviously created talent advantages and all that sort of stuff. I mean, the Big 12 has been built to stop this offense for the last 10 years. And so, you know, I, I was going to be curious how uh, how effective it would be coming right out of the gate. And I think that we saw, you know, there were a lot of uh, shots that they had to take down the field. There was really nothing in the intermediate game. There was very little consistency uh, in the passing games in terms of creating consistent production. And, you know, I think that that might be how it is. I think that there's a lot of teams that are built to stop that. We saw that last year, obviously. Uh, when Baylor played against Jeff Levy at Ole Miss. So I, I think that there's a lot of questions remaining about Oklahoma and what's going to work and what's not going to work. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a rude awakening for for uh, Oklahoma and especially their offense heading into Big 12 play. And it is, I guess, maybe a little bit about what's going on in the world of college football. You lose at home against Tulane and you go on the road and you beat Oklahoma. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I I'm, I don't know if they'd ever admit it, but I'm curious how much uh, of the week of two lane prep was spent actually preparing for Oklahoma mm. and, and not necessarily trying to uh, not necessarily taking the game maybe as seriously as they should. And, and two lane's been pretty good this year. They're three and one at this point, so like, it's not like they've been a bad team. But obviously, that's the sort of team that Kansas State should not lose to. Because because look, we have we have three games right now against uh, against FBS opponents to point to. A 40 to 6 that later became 40 to 12 because they scored as time expired. A 40 to 6 win over Missouri. Obviously, this dominant win over Oklahoma that really wasn't even as close as the final score. And then a loss to Tulane. You know, so for yeah. me, which one am I willing to throw out? I'm willing to kind of throw out that Tulane score because I feel like I have so much good information about them otherwise. But uh, certainly, I think they have to be keeping themselves for losing to Tulane because, I mean, if they, if they hadn't have lost to Tulane, they might be a top five team right now. 
All right, Shayhan, man, what a, 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 time gets away from us, uh, but uh, g- great stuff as always. What, what do you got uh, coming up on CBSSports.com? Yeah, so make sure to check out my article I wrote about the uh, college football playoff mock selection committee last week. It was a lot of fun to kind of get to go sit in the room, sit in Ch- Gladchuk's chair, and kind of understand how the process works. So check that out on CBSSports.com and actually – now that uh, now that we're finishing this up, I'm actually going to go record the Culture Ball Survivor Show episode where I'm going to talk much more in depth about that as well. Uh, and then make sure and check out also my value plays column coming out on Thursday. Uh, you know, kind of shifting it to a little bit more of an underdog model where where I'm going to kind of really try to find some some underdogs that I think could could pounce this week. So make sure to check that out at CBSSports.com. Shayhan, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Shehan Jayaraja, CBSSports.com. Stay with us. Uh, there is more to come coming, uh, coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Lions football presented by Bird Coach and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. Join us this Friday night as the Lions travel to Colleen to take on the Ellison Eagles. Our coverage of Waco High football begins at 6.30 with the pregame. We'll have the play-by-play story at 7 o'clock. Join us this Friday night at 6.30 for Waco High and Colleen, presented by Bird Cogent Ford on ESPN Central Texas. Is $4 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head out to the Real Texas Gun Show at Harker Heights Event Center October 1st and 2nd. They have all types of firearms and all the ammunition you need. It's air-conditioned and family-friendly. Bring the kids. Head out and check out the new freeze-dried food vendors for long-term food needs. That's the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, October 1st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, October 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Baylor football, Cowboy football, Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. 
Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Weinsch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2-1, beating the New York football giants on Monday Night Football 23-16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl. Instead, it'll be a competition week, including a flag football game this year. Union quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett was involved in a one-car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after after their win over Texas, Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.56, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're going to take a look at the high school football poll for the uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine high school football poll. We're going to zip through that real quick. And, uh, Ryan, is there any major movement over there? Uh, no, Classic say 1 through 22 is remains the same with Glenna Park North Shore taking, uh, staying at first place, 5A Division One. Longview comes in ranked number 1, uh, 1 through Eight relatively the same there. Five A Division Two, Argyle at number one. One through one through seven is the same there. Four A Division One, Stephenville five and zero checks in at number one. China Spring, despite the loss to Dallas Parish Episcopal, Episcopal, stays at ranked at number two. Then Brownwood at number nine. Class Four A Division Two, Carthage at number one. Center checks in to the rankings at number ten. Belleville. Moves up from eight to seven at five and zero, oh. and Class Three Division One Franklin remains at number one uh, at a five and zero oh record. Uh, Cameron Yo moves into the top ten after their win over Lorena, and that actually drops Lorena from number three to completely out of the top ten rankings. How, how does that happen? How do you go from three to I out? I don't know. I mean, come on. Class Three Division Two Gunner stays at number one at four and zero. Oh. And both at number seven, Palmer and Lexington move up a spot. Palmer at eight and Lexington at nine as number seven, Henrietta drops out of the rankings. Class 2A Division One, Timpson remains at number one at a 5-0 and record. Cisco at eight. Toller moves up to number nine and Centerville stays put at ten. 
Class 2A Division 2, Mart at 5-0, and stays at number one. Chilton in there at number five. Bremon goes, moves up from nine to eight. And now the six-man rankings, Class 1A Division 1, Abbott moves up from number two to number one in the state as they improved to 5-0 and when they, with a 46 nothing victory over Avalon last week. And now down to Class 1A Division 2, Benjamin at 4-0, and stays put at number one. Oglesby moves up from seven to six. How about Oglesby? 5-0. and 5-0 and for the Oglesby Bunch. And then the one, good. Yes, one, it is. one through five rankings, private school, 11-man, uh, stay the same. Dallas Parish Episcopal, after their win over China Springs, stays put at number one. And then the private school six-man ranks are led by number one ranked Conroe Covenant. There you go. That's a look at the uh, Dave Campbell Texas Football Magazine poll uh, for a uh, Tuesday morning. And now, again, it's the, 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 those polls are fun simply because – we don't have to worry about rankings in high school football. We have a playoff system in place mm-hmm. that uh, awards winning and not. And the in, rankings have nothing to do with nothing placement. to do with. That's exactly right. And in in style points mean nothing. It's all about either you win or you lose, and that's good stuff. All right, seven fifty nine. John Morris is here, uh, the voice of the Bears, and he's got today's uh, Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Our money stopper check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football gears up for its Go Gold Big 12 Conference home opener this Saturday against Oklahoma State, while basketball practice is underway for the Baylor men and women. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco. Because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. Save big this month on a new 2022 Dodge Charger GT and get $500 bonus cash with 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, first responders get an extra $500 off your purchase. Stop by today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Come by. Let's be friends. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Baylor Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football up to number 16 in the nation this week in the Associated Press poll. That coming off their 31-24 win over Iowa State in Ames on Saturday. Now the Bears set to host ninth-ranked Oklahoma State this Saturday afternoon at McLean Stadium. It is a go-gold day at the stadium on Saturday. Tickets available at BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Meanwhile, basketball season is on the horizon and coming fast. Practice began yesterday for the Baylor men and Coach Scott Drew and the Baylor women under head coach Nikki Collin. 
both defending Big 12 Conference champions and Nikki Collin beginning her second year as head coach of the Baylor women's program. You know, I think I said last year, sometimes as a new coach, you know, you, you've got to try to figure out, am I going to, you know, pound square pegs into round holes or am I going to um, figure out how to win with the group I've got and then recruit players to the system that I want to play? Um, and and I, I said this from the beginning. I inherited really good players that were already good system-type players. You know, I think Queen and Alyssa, um, you know, were players that could screen and roll and, and really get to the rim. And, um, you know, so I think we had, you know, already players. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have traded them. Um, but I do think what we were able to get in, in Bugs and Bella and Asian Dre, you're, you're talking about players who are – who are probably more position versatile, um, you know, who give us the ability. You know, we're not doing it yet, but we'll probably do a lot more switching this year, which we just didn't have the capacity to do. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women opening formal practice yesterday for the new season. They'll have an exhibition game coming up on November 3rd, the regular season opener for both the men and the women, November 7th. Tickets available for Baylor basketball at BaylorBears.com slash tickets and that's today's baylor sports beat more tomorrow i'm john morris this is greg hill general manager of mission golf cars the nation's number one easy go golf car dealer we are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in waco texas offering the full line of easy go and cushman vehicles for the golf course the neighborhood the beach the farm and industry mission golf cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals but our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers experience mission golf cars now open at bagby and highway six stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome into Hour 2 of the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. It's a little after 8 o'clock from the Allen Samuels Studios. And, man, we got uh, all kinds of good stuff coming up this hour. We're going to talk some Baylor football with you. We uh, will get back into the Cowboys situation from last night. Scott Wright from the Oklahoman will join us and break down the Oklahoma State Cowboys as they come to town Saturday afternoon. That's a 2.30 kick, by the way, and uh, 10.30 broadcast time right here on ESPN Central Texas with Game Day Live out at uh, Touchdown Alley. And then at 12.30, we turn things over to the network. And uh, and uh, Derek and and uh, John and JJ and Ricky and and uh, and all the folks will uh, will be uh, part of the uh, pregame beginning at 12.30. So we got you covered. Uh, and then, of course, the, uh, the postgame show uh, after the game, after uh, the call from John and JJ and Ricky. So we got, we got you covered with wall-to-wall Baylor football coming up 
on Saturday. Uh, Dave Aranda met with the media yesterday and, and talked a little bit about the, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And boy, he, he talked about the speed of the Cowboys it really got his attention when he turned on the film. You know, I think the first thing that you that strikes you is just the speed and the violence that they play with. You know, on defense, brand new coordinator, but a lot of similarities really in terms of what's coming at you. Um, really strong four-man front, a lot of speed in the secondary, more single high, uh, whether it's a man or three than we've seen. You know, combined this year, and so. Um, you know, uh, a lot of numbers in the box for us to deal with. And then, you know, offensively, um, quarterback really stands out, really playing fast, looks faster, uh, playing confident. I think they've got a running back by committee that's been successful. Their O-line, you know, there's some cohesion there with guys returning. And um, I think receiver-wise, I'm sure they're anticipating getting guys back and all of it for this one. So what a challenge it is, you know, special teams-wise. A lot of speed, um, ability to to be real explosive in the return game. And so that uh, for sure jumps off the tape at you. Ward Spencer Sanders through the first three games has thrown the football 95 times. Averaging that's over a lot. Th- that's uh, over averaging over 30 throws a football game, obviously. Uh, it wins over Central Michigan, Arizona, and uh, the fight in Arkansas Pine Bluffs. So, I mean, and you just said it, that's a lot. Uh, and you heard Dave Aranda talk about run by committee. Do they need to find more running game? I know they're 3-0, and but do they need to find more running game and take a little bit off of Spencer Sanders? Well, I mean, if you're getting if you're getting the production that you want out of your running game, I, I'm one that likes to be more balanced. But, I mean, if you're getting enough production to open up your passing game to where you can hit your spots on the field in the passing game, I think you're okay with it. And and if you don't have that one that you can just count on taking over a game for you, then why not use a committee? You know, Baylor did it last year for a little while. To, to and right now, um, other than I, I think in in my mind, Reeves is kind of really taking a big hold in that running back room for the Bears right now. But until then, they were going running back by committee. So. If you get enough out of your running game to keep the defense out of the box and 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 be able to um, just move the chains when you need to with that running game, but open up the passing lanes because you can you can get a little bit out of that. I think you're okay. I don't think you have to say we need to run forty percent of the time. We need to run sixty percent of the time. I don't. I think the game dictates what you need to do. Take what the defense gives you. And, and this is a team that has picked up their tempo, uh, and, and they're playing fast at, at times. And, and you know, th- th- that obviously that means they're getting more snaps in mm-hmm. when, when they do that. There's no doubt. You know, there's been a constant, you know, um, tight ends um, or three backs in the backfield. Is it one high? If we do match, there's, there's eight gaps in there. If we do match the gaps, taking shots on the outside. If we play with safeties that are back. And we have seven for their eight, then running the ball. I, th- I very much see them that way. Um, and so I think that's a consistent, you know, they're playing with a lot more tempo. They're, they're and right now, they're, I think they're the second fastest team in the country in terms of tempo. And so, um, you know, we played a, a, a fast team in the bowl game. And uh, you could argue these guys are faster. 
And so that is different. You know, I think it's always been a part of what they've done, but not to this degree. Um, and so a big part of our prep is going to be getting ready for all of that. Then I think defensively it's going to be, you know, with a new coordinator, but a lot of similarities from last year. So that, that may be where there's probably a little bit more question of, um, you know, was it was that to kind of ease your way into it and then use the buy for whatever else. And so that's where I think the adjustments will come in. When you when you talk tempo, doesn't that even though and again that's what they want to do they want to they want to move, isn't that trying to keep the defensive personnel on the field and 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 create mismatches there and also have guys you know those big guys up front that you rotate a lot keep them on the field and and maybe they're a little gassed uh, in that drive. I mean, is that it, that to me is one of the huge benefits of going fast. Well, that and and you can, you know, keep them from being able to make adjustments uh as right. you say personnel-wise, but also make adjustments and, and call the defense as quickly as they can just because of what you're lining up in and and you know, you automatically know the tendencies from what they're doing so there's several different benefits and there's a benefit of you know just getting in that rhythm and and offensively being able to move quickly gives you that rhythm that you're looking for offensively but the biggest objective that you're trying to do is exactly what you're saying you don't want them to substitute you want the defensive line to be out there with hands on hips and trying to walk to get lined up and when you have them in that situation that's when you you know you can see the big play pop because they're just they're playing tired and it gives you an opportunity that's why we see and, and the officials have been told to watch out for it a little bit more this year but I don't I haven't really seen them be able to watch out for it you know you see the uh oh I've got a cramp injury oh yeah yeah so you know. I, I mean look we ask officials to be judges you know they have to judge stuff they have they have to make decisions but how in the world do you make a decision whether a guy's faking an injury or not faking an injury unfortunately you can't no i mean look it's I not don't the like way it. No, i don't like it no it's not the way the game is w- was meant to be played but uh, that's what they do when they want to get off the field uh, you know guy just falls down and and here we go i got i got this wrong with me or i got that wrong with me and a couple of plays later, after they get a blow, then they're back in the ball game. All of a sudden, they miraculously got healed. Uh, you know, get that, get that water in them, get that Gatorade, that cramps gone. Central Michigan, Arizona State, which we all know is awful. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, have they played an opponent with Baylor's quality? No, no, they haven't played the caliber of what what. Baylor is or the caliber that Baylor's played there's no there's you yeah you're right you can't question that yeah you're right and this is the Cowboys first trip away from Stillwater uh they played their first three at home and then had an open day to get ready mm-hmm. so uh, it'll be interesting Saturday uh it's the uh, Cowboys and the Bears and again and this will be there can't be a whole lot of secrets this is the third meeting uh in the last couple of seasons twice last year obviously uh and once in the uh, championship game at AT&T and then uh, again uh, this Saturday. But uh, Cowboys won in, in Stillwater over the Bears, handing them one of their two losses. And the other coming against TCU in Fort Worth. And then the the Bears with the dramatic victory over the Cowboys uh, at AT&T. So uh, is, this, is this the Big 12 rivalry that everybody's looking for? No. When, no. 
Stop it. Let me finish with Texas no. and Oklahoma gone. Uh, then what is? Give me the rivalry in this conference. I don't know what. Uh, I, I still think. Texas and Oklahoma's in the think, SEC. What's the rivalry? I still think rivalry? Baylor and TCU's bigger than Oklahoma State and, and Baylor. I don't know. I, I, I like this robbery. I, I think these are these are the two teams that I think right now will have to carry the flag of the Big Twelve Conference. I mean, they're the two teams that are that are winning the with the most regularity. Uh I don't know. Uh, you know, has there been a, a quote robbery between these two? I don't think so. No. But is this the you know, and that'll be interesting to see what 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 the Cowboys think. I mean, we'll ask that to Scott Wright coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right, it is a an emphatic no, uh, and I kind of think it might be. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what would be. I don't think. I just told you, Baylor TCU. I don't, and I just I, I, t- ask the fans. Well, all right, CNC Collision Center text line. What jazzes you more, uh, Baylor and Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma State, rather, or Baylor and TCU? What gets you more revved up for a football game? What is going to be, uh, you know, what's going to carry the flag in the Big 12 Conference now that uh, Texas and Oklahoma are? A very small flag, by the way. <sighs> well, why do you say that? I just do. I don't, I don't, without Texas and OU, there's not a big, there's not a big footprint there. Big enough that television wants it? Okay. I mean, I don't know. All right. Boy, you are, man, you are negative, Nancy. We're brought to you this morning by by AT and T. AT and T. No, that's the stadium up north. We're brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Hey, uh, you can check out the fifteen hundred Crew Cab Lone Star Edition with uh, total values of sixty five hundred dollars, or get seventeen fifty bonus cash, two point nine percent for seventy two months, or zero percent for seventy two months. And don't forget, first responders, you get an additional five hundred dollars uh, off during Ram uh, Power Days. Uh, the uh, Wagoneer Series two and three have 2.9% financing for 72 months. Yeah, don't forget about the Dodge Charger or Challenger. Uh, $500 retail bonus plus uh, plus uh, 2.9% financing for 72 months. You see what I'm saying? They got incredible deals going on right now on all of these brand new, beautiful new vehicles in stock at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. A great selection of pre-owned vehicles and, of course, an award-winning service department. Ted Teague and his staff are waiting to see you at 201 West Loop 340. That's just down from Highway 84. And you can always check them out at alansamuelsdcj.com. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. This Saturday, it's the Go Gold Big 12 Conference Opener for the Bears, hosting Oklahoma State at McLean Stadium. 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. Bears, Cowboys, this Saturday from McLean Stadium with John, JJ, and Ricky on the call. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more, only at Metro. 
If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams and SD requires eligible port in. See store for details. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Game time, weekday 7 to 9, is your first word in local sports. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems. I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I've been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. <laughs> it's 821. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Don't forget, if you missed anything, you can go to the uh, you can go to CentexSportsFan.com. We've got it all there in a podcast for you. So that uh, will you stop so doing sorry. that? 
<gasps> you know that's actually going out on the radio when you do that. All right, let's see. You got Scott Wright from the Oklahoman coming up, but right now it's that time. Yours truly. <laughs> By the way, uh from the three four six, uh the uh the question, you know, what's gonna be the uh, the big rivalry once Texas and Oklahoma depart? The uh, three four six says it's going to be Baylor and Oklahoma, Baylor and Houston. No way. BU and U of H. Mark my mm. words. According to the three four six, there you on, go on the CNC yeah, no. Collision Center text line. So, if you've got an opinion, we'd love to hear from you. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. What replaces the big robbery uh, in the Big Twelve? What is going to be the showcase piece for television and and all that fun stuff? All right, Stephanie, what do you got for us today? We're talking about drunken. Boxing. Big pardon. <laughs> Drunken boxing. Swinging a miss. See that around here all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go down to the local bar here in town. Yeah, he's talking about in this building. I knew where he was going. <laughs> oh, better oh, duck funny. around here. So, anyways, drunken boxing. You would think it's about alcohol, but it's not. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's boxing. Yeah. But it's all the Chinese march- martial arts. So, I guess this came from China since it says Chinese martial arts. Really? <laughs> yeah, I said it's way it on the other from, side. I thought it came from Finland. I, I swear <laughs> I did. But anyways, so here here's the thing. Drinking, falling, and swaying are used to knock off some opponents, okay? But you're really not drunk. you got to make your opponent think you are. So, you really need to have, like, coordination, stamina. So, like your Otis on Andy Griffith. Who? Never mind. Who's Otis? The guy that's locked up in the jail all the time. The town drunk. Locks himself up, comes in, sleeps it off. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, if your opponent thinks that you are drunk, then actually you are well balanced and you are ready to strike. So, you can do hitting, grappling. I don't know what that is. I don't know what grappling is. Like wrestling. Like Like those UFC guys grapple. Anyways, you can lock, you can dodge, and there's fenting. And I don't know what that, that means. That's making a deceptive or distracting movement, especially during a fight. Ooh, we do a lot of fenting around here. Um, you can ground and a lot of aerial it's fighting. better than what we thought it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you spelt it wrong. Don't say we, say <laughs> you. Lord. Um, but yeah, it's... And, oh, and you can use sophisticated methods of combat movement. So it's really not a drunk game, but are you looking it up, Ryan? He's watching it. Is it? It's kind of cool, right? No, you know what it looks like? Remember when you'd watch those old movies and they would swing and hit somebody and about three seconds later you'd hear pow, you know? And where their lips are moving, but yeah, nothing's yeah, coming that, out. That's what I love those. movies. Yes, yes, I yes, love those absolutely. movies. But yeah, it's um, it's from China. I don't think we have anything like that here in America. You haven't been down to Sixth Street <laughs> <laughs> or downtown somewhere, but but yeah, so they have that fenting in on Sixth Street all the time. <laughs> oh gosh, but um, in grappling, but yeah, that's I thought it was drunken boxing. I think it. I don't want to try it because I don't want to get hit. But I think it's kind of fun. All right, Steph. What do you think, Ward? I mean, I like it. I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. I, like it. I don't understand. Okay, 
Do they drink or do they not drink? They don't drink. It's also called. It's also known as drunken fist. So you want your easy. <laughs> you want your opponent to think that you were drunk. Because think about it, most drunks wobble, right? They can't. They can't kick or anything. Well, They'll fall but down. If, if you if you know that war, if you're getting in the ring and you know Ward's trying to fake you out and you're trying to fake Ward out, I know, you but you bo- got to like duck and move and. You know, try you do to that in regular you. boxing. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the purpose of I don't acting drunk in the... Look, I didn't make this game up. No, I'm just I asking what, I think, what's the strategy. Because it messes with your mind. Okay. Don't you think? I think they ought to take shots between rounds and then <laughs> they really make it drunk <laughs> yeah. in boxing. And yeah. it, then, then we got a sport. Yeah, there you go. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe you could. And they could. do that down on 6th Street. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. Yeah. I mean, anyways, I thought it was kind of fun. All right. If they're going to do that, I'll buy a ticket for that. <laughs> yeah, drink. Between each, what, each hit or each, each round? round? Each round. You gotta take a, each round, you got to take a shot. Oh, God. How many rounds are there? Well, it depends if you get well, knocked you out. Go you got 15. Yeah. Ooh. That's, Ew. That's that heavyweight fenting. <laughs> Grappling. <laughs> All right. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Thanks. I got to go make some friends. All right. 827, 27, after 8 o'clock. Wow. Now, how do you get back on, you know, drive it back up on the on the shoulder and get it out of the ditch? And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, That's good stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. All right. So here's here. And, and, and I'm being dead serious when I when I ask this question. And I know that Jerry Jones has already mentioned it a couple of times because he likes to do stuff like that. But if Cooper Rush continues to play effective football, when Dak is ready, do you switch or do you kind of leave it alone for for a while? No, when Dak's ready, you put him in. Immediately? Yeah, I think so. So no controversy whatsoever about the way – Cooper Rush is playing. I mean, there, and again, that's just two games. I get it. It is, and, and I, you didn't pay him all that money to stand on the sidelines. So when he's ready, he's coming back. What if he struggles? Well, then then you got a problem. I mean, we talked about the Tampa Bay game. He before he got hurt, he didn't play particularly well. Do you have a mess if he comes back and, and struggles again? Yeah, I mean, you might. I still believe the more film that Cooper Rush puts out there, the more difficult it's going to be for him. I don't. I mean, but I don't know that. You just don't know till you see it unfold. Look, I didn't see this coming from him. I didn't think nobody he, did. I, I didn't think he had it in him. I never saw any evidence of it watching the film in the in the preseason. But you know, one of the textures made. A, a good point. He wasn't with the number one line. He didn't have mm-hmm. all the weapons that he has right now, which are still very few. No but, game plan, just vanilla, go yeah, play. Yeah. I so, mean, they're, they're not scheming that up. No. And, but, you know, you're you're trying some things in preseason that you may n- not normally do. And, look, again, Kellen Moore's had the seatbelt kept on him, and he's done a good job of keeping, you know, not trying to fight out of that seatbelt and calling it a, a Pretty decent game, which I'm shocked at. So, you know, there's there's a lot of factors here. But, yeah, if Dak comes back and 
he struggles and it's a, you know, it's obvious that he's having a hard time getting it done, then, well, maybe you have a controversy. So you'll have to just have to wait and see uh, how how that all plays out for you uh, going forward. I I would think, again, you paid him this much money when he's ready to go. Thanks, Cooper Rush. Pat him on the back and get out of the way. Well, one thing I think you have accomplished is that if he goes down again, you feel a little bit better about your situation. At least as a fan, I think we do. Well, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that you've got you've got somebody who you know. Again, I didn't think they'd win a game without Dak. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think you were alone. I mean, for what what we saw, you you, you knew that it was going to take. You felt like it was going to take a monumental effort, and it hasn't. It's taken playing football. They mm-hmm. they played football within within the plan, mm-hmm. and you know, in all three phases, it played well. Don't forget, you know, kicking game's been good. Mahar, yeah, there's another surprise I mean, wh- for you. Where did that come from? I mean, they ran him off for a reason, and man, he's he's been good. He's, he's been real good. Yes. Uh, all right, eight thirty-one. One other quick one. Uh, Corey says, "Don't forget Baylor and BYU. That could be fun." Uh, but what is the one? I'm, I'm trying to find that one game that you know uh, that you circle and go, "Okay, this is the fun one. This is you know this is the marquee matchup in the Big Twelve. Is is there is there one? Maybe maybe there's not one. But you know it, what's the big rivalry game in the conference? What will it be once Texas and Oklahoma move over to? To the SEC. Are you are you saying that is there going to be a Texas OU weekend in the Big 12? Or are you just saying what's going to be the biggest game of the year? I mean, I don't think there's going to be anything like Texas OU. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, because that's Cotton Bowl. That, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, get all that. But okay. what is the one – what is – who are the, going to be the flagship football teams – that that are going to fight for that conference championship year in year out. I mean, who who are they going to be? I mean, it right now you wouldn't it have to be Tech, uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State? I mean, I, I I guess. I mean, I think you have to I I don't think you it's a foregone conclusion that those are going to be your best two teams year in and year out. I mean, I think Kansas, no, I agree Kansas with that. State will have something to say with, about that and I think Tech will have something to say about that. I think, I, you yeah, know, I that's a small sample size, right? Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think only, but what we only know, time will tell. What we know of joy, I think um, you know. Only time will tell how that all plays out. But who who's gonna who's gonna carry the flag? You know, year in and year. And I'm not saying that they're gonna win the conference championship every year, but they're gonna be consistent winners. They're gonna be consistent teams in the top twenty five. That kind of thing. Yeah. Who, who's it gonna be? Uh, you know, will it will it who will it be, or, or will there not be one? Uh, man, I would hope that somebody emerges as kind of the leaders in the pack, of the pack, rather. Yeah, well, uh, you'd hope so. I mean, you, I, I think you need to. Uh, let's see, Baylor versus BYU or Oklahoma State will be the big ESPN game. Uh, but just, you know. Yeah, that's a possibility. BU versus TCU because their fans hate each other. And, that, I, I and get that's that. the one I go to is the, is the biggest rivalry game I, in I the get conference. that. Yeah, uh, but the, I, TCU's got to get there 
and, and be among, you know, as far as winning football games. And, you know, Spike is in his first two no, or that, three games. Come on. Not be Spike. Spike's gone. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Coach Dykes, uh, you know, old habits. Uh, uh, just a thought, what other NFL team would, would you consider a quarterback that averages 225 and a touchdown, a, a starting quarterback? Uh, that's from Football Junkie. Just a thought, what other NFL team would you consider a QB that averages 225 yards and a TD a game, a starting NFL quarterback? He's, I mean, he's he, right. They're not flashy numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but they're good enough to get the job done and get the win. Yeah. It, and, 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 you know, look. Last night the, he was one yard game. away from two touchdown well, passes. And, and, and it's the running game that's allowed him to, you know, have those pedestrian numbers. So, And, and his uniform never got dirty. Right. You know, so where does what's that tell you? Tells you the offensive line played well. Hey, we got we're up against the clock. We got to get a break. We're coming right back with uh, Scott Wright from the Oklahoma, and we'll do that next on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor and Oklahoma State this Saturday on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley and me as we begin our coverage of Baylor football with Game Day Live. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll be in Touchdown Alley beginning at 1030 Saturday morning, getting you ready for the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's Game Day Live here on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Is $4 gas and high-priced groceries eating into your pocketbook? Afraid how much longer you'll be able to purchase a firearm for protection or sporting needs? Then you need to head out to the Real Texas Gun Show at Harker Heights Event Center October 1st and 2nd. They have all types of firearms and all the ammunition you need. It's air-conditioned and family-friendly. Bring the kids. Head out and check out the new freeze-dried food vendors for long-term food needs. That's the Real Texas Gun Show Saturday, October 1st, 9 to 5, and Sunday, October 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. No. Nobody covers football in Central Texas, like ESPN Central Texas. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. 
The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Each year, all volunteer Lorena Athletic Association awards college scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD graduating senior student athletes. They also provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wishes list. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Reinsch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2-1 and one, beating the New York football Giants on Monday Night Football 23-16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl. Instead, it'll be a competition week, including a flag football game this year. New England quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett was involved in a one-car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas, Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon Show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. 839, welcome back. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. And from the Oklahoman, we welcome Scott Wright into the program. Scott, good morning. Thanks for your time. We're glad you're with us. Hey, glad to be with you guys. Hey, we were we got into a discussion and, and wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, as far as when Texas and Oklahoma depart the conference and, and head over to the SEC, does Baylor and Oklahoma State kind of take the flag and, and become that marquee game in the Big 12? Could that be a possibility, or, or what are your thoughts there? <laughs> it's uh, the, the timing of your question is very funny because I just published a story this morning that uh, that basically suggests that yes, this is the uh, this becomes the, the the biggest rivalry in this conference. I think when you look back at at uh, you know some of the games that they've had, you can even go back to uh, you know. 2011, 2012, um, when they were, you know, first starting to pop up, but both teams uh, have, uh, you know, played when they're both ranked. Um, you know, some of the uh, the games that they've had that that have caught national attention or or been really good games when they were maybe, uh, you know, ranked in the teens or, or low twenties. Um, you know, they've had some uh, some moments that have really built this thing to uh, to what it became uh, last year. With uh, you know a really good game in in Stillwater, and then obviously a fantastic game in the Big Twelve Championship game. So uh, yeah, when you lose some of the natural rivalries that we're losing in the Big Twelve with OU and Texas going away, I think this is prime to uh, to take over that role as a uh, a nationally prominent game and and a uh, and a really good rivalry for this conference. And in the other really good rivalry, obviously, is Bedlam. And that appears to be going away, and and I'm a little perplexed by that. I mean, I'm like, you know what? Get a checkbook out and and write Pine Bluff a check or whoever you got to write a check and keep playing this game. Yeah, it's uh, it's a a, a very odd situation um, because uh, you know obviously both teams have several Power Five non conference games already scheduled uh, up up through about 2037. Um, but as of right now, there hasn't even been any movement to suggest that they might try to play it at that point. I think 
you know, I, I think if you get a game like that on your schedule, I think the value to your program uh, and to your conference for uh, TV money, uh, you know, if you're going to ESPN and saying, hey, we're going to have Bedlam every year and it's going to be a, uh, you know, it's going to be a non-conference game, but it's going to have playoff implications and, and all these sorts of things. I think that has a lot of value to your uh, to your TV package. So, um, you know, ultimately, I, I think that uh, that cooler heads will prevail and they'll find a way to, to make it happen. It just might uh, it just might be a while because because both sides are a little bit on edge right now. You know, OU came out real quick and said, yes, we want to play this game. But they didn't say that they're willing to um, do what, like you suggest, to go write some checks to cancel some contracts. And they didn't say that they're willing to play an extra non-conference game against the Power Five. Uh, so, um, and, and that's what, that's what got OSU a little bit rankled was that, uh, uh, you know, OU was saying, yeah, we want to play this game, but they weren't saying that they were willing to do those things to make it happen. And so OSU was, uh, was being a little bit, um, uh, a little bit more, uh, more realistic in how they viewed their scheduling philosophy. And, and so that, uh, that got, that, that kind of fired things up between the two sides and, like I said, I think that uh, the people will calm down and, and eventually see the value of this game, not only to the state, but to uh, but to the two programs and to the conferences that they're going to be in. Did the open week come for a good time for Oklahoma State this past week? Um, considering where they're at with what they've got coming, you know, they uh, not only do they start with Baylor this week, but they've got four of the next six on the road. Uh, including uh, some games that that look like they might be tougher than we than we thought they were, like Kansas. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, if, from that perspective, yes, it it absolutely did to get them uh, get them a little bit of extra rest. I mean, you know, they go from playing Pine Bluff to having an off week to Baylor. I mean, it's like having a, a you know a mini camp to get ready for the Baylor game practically. So, um, yeah, it, that that timing was good. You know, Mike Gundy would have preferred it be a week or two later. Uh, probably just for the uh, the big picture for uh, for later in the uh, in the season. Now you know they're going to have nine, and uh, in in the, in their case, they hope ten straight weeks now of uh, of games. So um, it could have been uh, a week or two later, but but for what's at hand right now, it's uh, yeah, it was good time. Dave Aranda mentioned in his uh, weekly uh, briefing with the media that he, he feels like. The Cowboys are playing with more tempo. Was that by design back during the summer, or is that just kind of evolved? Or why are they playing with tempo and more tempo than they have in the past? It was uh, it was something that sort of started to develop late last season. Um, you know, last year they had had some injury issues at receiver. They were a bunch of true freshmen at receiver, and they didn't feel comfortable uh, going at a at a real fast pace with those guys. And, uh, you know, they felt that running the ball was their, was their strength and defense would be a strength. So we put those two things together. They felt they needed to slow it down a lot, uh, way more than they ever had before. And, and so as they got later in the season, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the young receivers started coming along. The offensive line started pass blocking a little bit better. And they decided to start speeding things up a little bit. Um, you saw it late in that uh, in that Big 12 championship game when they were uh, obviously they were playing from behind and didn't really have a choice at that point. Uh, but you really saw it when they got behind against Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. They really picked up the tempo, started going four wide all the time, and uh, and going a lot faster. And they realized that with Spencer Sanders now being a fourth year starter at quarterback, uh, that his his command of the offense is significant enough, and the experience at receiver is caught up that they can go and do that. 
and uh, they absolutely are playing faster than they have in, uh, in, in quite a few years for sure because of, uh, of all of those weapons that they've got. What's the difference in this offensive line right now to you? Um, more experienced than uh, than a year ago, particularly down the stretch. You know, you look at uh, at the the group that they had playing in that uh, Big Twelve title game. They had a, uh, a you know a backup center in, which uh, against Baylor is uh, it's not a good plan. So um, you know they feel more comfortable with what they've got uh, in the uh, the interior. They had some guys that were banged up. So um, you know they're uh, they've got across the board. Guys that are they're more experienced. Uh, that said, they're they're playing a uh, you know their their least experienced guy is their left tackle, which is uh, not a great situation. Caleb Etienne, but uh, they've been pretty pleased with what he's been doing this season. So um, you know last year's group was uh, a little more uh, of a run blocking type of uh, of a unit, whereas this group seems to be better at, at pass blocking and uh, and the run blocking has been a little bit sporadic. So. Um, that's uh, that's going to be one of the most important things I think. Watching what this Oklahoma State offense is able to do on Saturday is uh, is what they can do trying to run block. Because like I said, they were they, they they felt stronger run blocking last year and and had a whole lot of trouble against Baylor down there in Arlington. Has has Richardson kind of separated himself in the in the running back room? Yeah, yes, he he absolutely has. And uh, um, you know, it was one of those things coming into the year. You kind of felt that was going to be the case because he was the only guy with any real experience. Uh, but you needed to see him do it. He had only had four games in his career uh, where he carried the ball more than ten times in a game. So um, you needed to see him go out and actually do it, and he, and he has. He's a, a physical runner. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a guy that's going to have to stay healthy. That's going to be one of the, uh, the biggest questions because he is a, uh, a guy that likes to go out and, and, and deliver some punishment, and sometimes that leads to injuring yourself in, in some occasions. So uh, that's going to be a key for him, particularly as the, uh, the Big 12 season wears on. But, um, but they are liking what they're seeing from, uh, from other guys like uh, uh, Jaden Nixon uh, and, and Ollie Gordon in particular, and then uh, DeAndre Jackson, a uh, transfer from Texas A&M, who, uh, who just got eligible last week, hasn't carried the ball yet, but um, you know, a bigger guy that can maybe help take some of the uh, – uh, the physicality uh, of the uh, of the running back position away from uh, from Richardson helped save him a little bit there as well. Has Mike Gundy said anything about as fast as his offense is? Baylor's just as slow as with their offense and, and being able to keep the defense focused and and get off the field and not let them have some elongated drives. Maybe a key to this game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, he he talked about the uh, the the uniqueness of of how they're trying to go faster and faster, and 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 Baylor's trying to slow it down more and more. So uh, it's going to be uh, you know uh, two teams trying to impose their wills in very different ways uh, on Saturday. But uh, but yes, this uh, this defense, you know, over the the previous two years under Jim Knowles, his last two seasons, they got really good on third down, and that's been a trend that has continued under Derek Mason. And uh, and that's going to be a, a really big key. Um, you know, you can't uh, you can't be letting Baylor get a bunch of long extended drives going, and uh, and, and go down and, and get points, especially. So uh, so yeah, Oklahoma State is going to have to be really good on third down, really good in uh, in in the, the situational football is is the way that uh, the Derek Mason likes to refer to it. Uh, you know, making plays when you've got to make plays. So uh, that's going to be, I think, uh, I think one of the keys. To uh, to Oklahoma State's ability to to go in and uh, and pull off an upset is to uh, to be able to uh, to get off the field on defense and get the ball in the their offense's hands. 
Scott, man, we appreciate your time as always. Know you're busy. Uh, again, what do you got? Uh, what do you got today in the Oklahoman? Uh, today's paper, I've got uh, I've got my story that uh, that lays out five uh, five key points in uh, in building this rivalry. That's that's built this rivalry into what I think is going to be the uh, the rivalry of the Big Twelve when OU and Texas are gone. And uh, we got some other fun stories coming up this week. Going to look at uh, at, at the uh, the battle of these two lines uh, on both sides. Uh, Baylor's defensive line against OSU's offensive line and uh, Oklahoma State's great defensive line against Baylor's great offensive line. So um, taking some uh, some fun looks at, at this uh, this game and this series over the next couple of days in the Oklahoma. Hey, Scott, thanks. Look forward to seeing you in Waco on Saturday. And uh, we appreciate your time as always. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great day. Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. It is uh, 8.50. We're 10 away from 9. This is game time. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and brought to you by... Morrison's Gifts. You know, at Morrison's Gifts, it, it's it's late September. It's I know it's hot still, and but man, oh man, would this be a great time to go ahead and do your Christmas shopping? You're, what? That, yeah, that's right. Uh, you can you can buy that that terrific gift for for that special someone or someones, if you will, and uh, then spread those gifts, uh, spread those payments out with their terrific layaway program. Be that hero at the holidays and choose from uh, Consuela bags, John Hart bags and totes and purses, Jelly Cat plush animals, and uh, well over 70 other lines of gifts and gourmet items. It's uh, it, You can do that and do it real easy. And then when it is Christmas time, you've already taken care of it. You got the free gift wrapping. And, uh, and then you can just enjoy all the fun stuff that goes with Christmas. And you don't have to do a whole lot of work, man. They, they will help you out like you uh, – like, it, it's I, I love going in there because I just walk in and go help and and away we go. It's um uh, it's a Baylor alumni owned business and they're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli. It is Morrison's Gifts. Recently on the John Morris Show, Stoke Field headed into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Get asked why it was the best team you played on. They, they, everybody thinks it was the '80 season because we won the Southwest Conference, or the '79 because we won the Peach Bowl and beat a good Clemson team that would win the national championship a year or two later. But it really, you got to go back to '78 team, which, in my opinion, was better talented than the '79 and '80. Tune into the Voice of the Bears weekdays from two to three p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class, the Mustang, Explorer, Expedition F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Dust off your boots, Waco, and come to the 70th annual Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo presented by HEB at the Extra Co Event Center. The fair fun begins October 6th through the 16th, and this year's One Hot Rodeo presented by AIP Energy will have more nights of rodeo than we've ever seen. From professional bull riding, calf roping, barrel racing, mutton busting buckaroos, and much more. Gear up for one of the rowdiest rodeos in town. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We'll see you there. 
Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies. Once for events and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254 254- 224-6430 and at RossInsuranceAgencyWaco.com The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lifts, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Asco Equipment. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2-1 and one, beating the New York football Giants on Monday Night Football 23-16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl. Instead, it'll be a competition week, including a flag football game this year. Union quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett was involved in a one-car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas, Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, winding down here on this uh, Tuesday morning. Coming up at 3, it's the John Morris Show. 4 o'clock, Matt Mosley's here. Uh, one final thought, uh, Ward, from the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, JB says, and I'm going to summarize, basically Texas hasn't been very good lately, and the Texas OU robberies was based off of a dislike for each other. So, therefore, he's going with Baylor and TCU as the big robbery in the conference. And he said, unless, unless Utah, the Utes, join the conference and then maybe it could be utah and byu so could be anyway all right uh that is going to do it for us here on a uh a tuesday morning a lot of fun a lot of fun uh uh visiting and, and talking cowboy football baylor football and we'll get into some more high school football tomorrow on the program so we got a lot of stuff coming up before friday night so good stuff we will do this again in the morning at seven o'clock again for ward and for ryan i'm tom thanks for listening and again the uh the Greeny Show is coming up next, and then John Morse comes your way at 3 o'clock this afternoon on ESPN Central Texas.